everybody. Welcome back. As always, I'm joined with uh, Krusty here. Today, Welcome. we got uh, John McGarry in the green room here with us today. John McGarry. John McGarry, John McGarry from Yamaha and Nexo. So, uh, chatting about the, the bills. Boo. Uh, and uh, just uh, Yamaha, how we got to start Yamaha and uh, where he is now. So, stay stick around stick around for that one and then uh, be sure to check back always remember to like follow and subscribe everywhere where you can find around the tech table and uh stay tuned smash for updates. that like button smash it ring the bell ring the bell ring the bell Applied audio. Applied audio. Don't tell me where my friends go. It was discovered today that the rings around the planet Saturn are, in fact, lost airline luggage. Tell me where my friends go. Fade to applied audio. So, like, how many watts is this amplifier, man? Hmm, about a million. That's cool. Tell me where my friends go. Applied audio, Captain. Ciao, where mama ain't happy, nobody happy. <laughs> Okay, now put that drill right over here. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that feels good. Applied audio. Tell me where my friends go. Careful with the drums. Careful with the drums. <laughs> well, I was born to sing, but now I just whistle. Applied audio. Tell me where my friends go. 272-9280. Welcome back to uh, another episode of The Green Room. Today we got John McGarry from Yamaha, and uh, I'll let John introduce himself to you guys. So, so yeah, John McGarry, I, uh, I kind of wear a lot of hats over here at Yamaha uh, and Nexo. So I do, um, I'm the manager of Canada Sales, uh, which really we kind of- Go Canada. Yes, go Canada. Uh, I figured, hey. I want to get that, that shout out in early for you, Johnny. So, uh, uh, but I'm based in Buffalo, New York, so I'm 20 minutes from the border, and, and Canada's always been a region that I've had uh, in the pro audio uh, in my career. And so um, I kind of manage uh, that territory for us, and uh, I also work as a field sales engineer on the output side for us uh, as well, so for Nexo and a lot of a Yamaha CIS, uh, you know, anything with, you know, amplifiers and speakers. Um, I, I work on uh, for that too. So it's kind of nice. It, it, it bridges both of the things that I love about, uh, you know, our industry is that, you know, on the sales side, I kind of get to do the people thing, right? I love people. I love talking sure. as you clearly see, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but also, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I approach it from a technical side, right? You know, at the end of the day, um, I like building, building stuff and making it work. Nice. How long have you been with uh, Yamaha Nexo? So, <laughs> That's a complicated uh, uh, answer because I worked for a company that was bought by Yamaha, um, Revo Labs. So I've been kind of in the Yamaha system, if you will, since uh, 2014, and uh, but came over to Yamaha Corporation America in 2017. Okay. So, yeah. You always were you were you doing audio stuff before Revo Labs too, or how did you get into I was. this industry? Yeah, so I <laughs> I actually got into it because a guy, so I played music professionally for years uh, and, um, you know, worked in guitar stores and, and all that stuff up in, in when I lived in Boston. And um, I used to, um, you know, I kind of was sold my soul to rock and roll, so to speak, uh, sure. in my mid-20s and, and did all that. And, you know, I always tell people I did everything I ever wanted to do in music. I toured, rode on the tour bus, yeah. you know, played big 
you know, venues and stuff like that. I just never really made any money. But <laughs> but other than that, uh, like most years, at ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. You know. So you know, if we kind of go back to two thousand four, two thousand five, you know, that's when um, you know this little thing called the MP three came along, and, and record companies. You know, we had a record deal with Sony, and you know the whole thing, but it just it all fell apart. Uh, sure. All BMG and Sony merged, and that was it. You know, so. Um, I had a friend of mine that I played in bands with uh, who worked uh, as an AV engineer for a biotech firm in Boston. And he called me up one day and said, Hey, you know, you want a job? I was like, I don't, you know, okay, but what, sure. what do we do there? <laughs> yeah. And so he tells me, he's like, look, it's, you know, conference rooms, all have microphones and mixer. Like we deal with all this stuff that, you know, right. um, and he goes, I just need you to, uh, he goes, I'll never forget this. He says, I just need somebody that if I open up a rack, you can point to the power amp. I'll teach you everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that was it. And I'll be forever grateful. So I got in on the end user side doing end user support, um, project management. Sorry, my dog's going nuts. Um, project management uh, for, you know, conference rooms. So we had, you know, the company was called Genzyme. They were a huge biotech firm in Boston. Sure. Uh, yeah, so that was how I got into it. And uh, then at the time, we had, um, God, that dog, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's here. Um, so at the time, uh, uh, we were one of the first users of this little wireless microphone startup company called Revo Labs. And um, we were one of the first big customers. I had a probably 11 different you know, conference rooms deployed uh, just in the Boston area, let alone globally. Um, that had it and they had posted a position for a field engineer and I, I liked their product, but it, it had a lot of warts at the time. And so part of my interview process was actually interviewing with the founder, uh, Marty Bodley. And I kind of went in there and told him everything wrong with his product. You're stuck you know? problems. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I like this, I like this, but oh my God, you know, this, 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 you know, at the time they had these expanding batteries of the lithium batteries and all that stuff. So, sure. um, you know, he, he, he hired me. Uh, so I went out and, and I was the field engineer for the East for them and then grew into a team lead uh, for them. That was really, um, you know, then really getting more, my experience with the integrator side was always coming from the end user perspective, right? You know, and right. uh, so now coming from the manufacturer side um, and just meeting, you know, spending a lot of time learning, you know, more uh, about what everybody does. There's just so many, that's what I like about the industry, right? Is that there's, there's so many different, you know, flavors of integration and specialties and, and all that, that it just, I mean, whatever, I'm 15 years into the career and I'm finding new, new things still, you know? Yeah. I think, sure. that's, I think that's what keeps it fun. Yeah. Nice. All the motorcycles, snowblowers, golf clubs that Yamaha makes, right? <laughs> saxophones guitars yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. though it's funny you know we laugh at that but there was a, a, a restaurant down in erie um called the cork and i thought it was gonna be called yamaha <laughs> no no so but this is this i mean this is just what what's fun about my job sometimes right so they were doing a uh a, a, you know it was a restaurant right so they had a banquet room in the back and so um i'm looking at floor plans and just helping them design what they need and do speaker layouts and i kind of joked that there was in the lounge area there was an image uh of, of a grand piano and i just said huh you know hey is that gonna be a yamaha you know just kind of joking more i don't you know i don't 
And they were like, no, we need to talk to you about that. We want to. Oh, okay. I said, well, uh, I don't handle those, but I know, you know I can find I know the guy that do does. That. Yeah. And sure enough, they bought a disc of ear and it's in the front, you know, it's there. Nice. So. Nice. It's we kind of we always there. had a running joke in our shop that it was like, uh, I, I don't know if I can buy that, but maybe one day we'll sell you a, a, a motorcycle or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you get your price on the snowblower. Yeah. You know. I guess actually their generators are supposedly like amazing. It's amazing. You yeah. know, like you can throw them down the stairs and they still work. And oh, sure. Like most nice. of their stuff. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Nice. It is, so I mean, you... it, people joke it, but it's from an engineering standpoint, it's a, it's a pretty wild company. Um, sure. You know, just all their layers of expertise and <clears throat> things that you, that they do that people don't even know about. Sure. You know, uh, wood that goes into luxury cars because they have access to all types of exotic woods in their instruments. So they sell them and if you pull out, you know, wood panels in uh, a Lexus and flip it over, there's a Yamaha stamp on the back of it. Right. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy. And it's just, yeah. So they, they, well, that's they, all the, the details they put in like in the, the wrist rests for the PM series, the Ravage consoles and everything. It's like perfect example. Yeah. Like you wouldn't think that you would spend so much time on a wrist rest, but you know, <laughs> they do. No. You're, and, and actually, there's, you know, not to get cheesy, but you know, you know, why do they put a piece of wood on that? Is, and this, you know, you can look at it as kind of this, you know, hippie, love everybody earth approach, but there is like this, you know, the instruments are made of wood and we're speaking a universal language of music through all that. And why would the engineer not be, you know, there's this connection, right? That you have by touching something natural while you're mixing. That is like, that's very deliberate, you know, and it's very subtle, but it's very deliberate that, you know, you as kind of uh, an audio engineer mixing a band are just as much a member of the band. You, you can ruin a set just as much as a guitar player's who's drank too much, right? Yeah, except <laughs> you know? we, can't, we can't make it better, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, but those those kinds of things are, 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 are the little details, but they're important, sure. you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So have you awesome. been to uh, Japan? In... I have, yeah. Nice. I went, is it, is it uh, a cool factory? It's really... It's really wild. It's an amazing place to go. Uh, so Hamamatsu is the uh, city that they're based in. And, um, you know, it, it's funny watching the kind of, you know, uh, uh, Korg and Kawai, like other piano companies are, you know, yeah, there too. Yeah. But, you know, Yamaha is obviously the anchor that, that, that built it. Um, they're also known for their eel. Hmm. Like, yeah, they're, that's their, their big, their big culinary thing. But it's, um, and maybe I'll send you guys some pictures that I have from there. Um, it's little things like, you know, all the crosswalks when you're on campus, instead of just the, you know, the white and black stripes across the thing, the street, it's, it's a piano. All the piano keys. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, little stuff funny. like that. Um, it's very, uh, they have a museum there called innovation road. Um, okay. that is powerful where it literally the, the first reed organ that Mr. Yamaha in 1860, whatever, to whatever, yeah made um is there and uh and then just everything that they've ever made basically one of everything that they've ever made on the music side you know uh actually though there's some motor stuff there though there's some you know motorcycles that they have but it's more to feature the music side sure and it's it's incredible and it's an interactive thing where they have you can there's guitars just everywhere and you can pick one up and 
play it like they tell you please play this you know you can play a synth from the 70s you know that's live and you know nobody can buy anymore obviously and sure. you can sit down and play one of those so there's um that's pretty cool yeah i'll, I'll share some pictures with you guys to, to, that you could uh you could see it's it's really cool um and from the factory side yeah i mean certainly the factory aspect of it is um you know impressive it's a it's a machine right I think the thing that was was surprising to me was um, we were there during the day and there was a change of shifts at the factory. And I don't know why it it surprised me at the the beginning, but it was so like a blue collar and the next guys come in with their lunch boxes and it's people working at a factory going in and putting stuff together. And it just had this like very like, um, man, this machine just is churning stuff out. Pushing it out. Yeah, sure. yeah, that's cool. So how how has uh, COVID affected you guys? I mean, is it a hard time yeah. getting product over across the, the ocean here? Or? That hasn't been as big of a problem uh, as other manufacturers, just because Yamaha owns their own factories. Right? Sure. So it's not contract manufacturing. You're not, you know, I'm sure, you know, if you're using contract manufacturing, the premium to get your stuff made is, you know, going to be up there. But, you know, sure. the fact that they own their own factories is a, is a big um you know, safeguard against it, frankly. Right. Sure. Um, you know, lately, uh, this fall, we had some uh, challenges. It wasn't, you know, getting anything out of the factory or over the water. It was getting it actually physically imported in California because they were just, you know. Getting it off the ship and onto the shore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's, that, that's been a struggle. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, it's, you know, you guys saw we launched, um, you know, PM3 and PM5. Uh, we actually delayed it about a month and a half just to. to sure. Make, make sure. sure you had some stock available. Well, no, all the stuff was already made. Oh, was that okay? Uh, outside of the one of the DSPs came later in the summer, but it was ready to go. I mean, it was it was ready to go. The original plan was, you know, to have it ready to go out of the gates, but it was more of an optics thing, like, hey, you know, <laughs> the world's on fire. Let's maybe right, not, right. Uh, drop a a, a premier console on the market. Yeah. Um, and so I think also, you know, just the, even the strength of that product and the reputation, the fact that people are spending you know, big dollars on a console they've never heard, but sure. they just know it, it, it rules. You so know? you guys are actually seeing some sales on this, on this oh, hardware, yeah. even yeah. though everything's pretty much shut down and nobody's doing yeah. anything. Three and five cool. are doing well. Uh, Cause people had planned on it for a while. True, I think true. Um, there were some people that were, you know, looking at a CL five rig and then realizing that a PM three with Rio's isn't that much more. And right. And it does so a lot getting, more. Yeah. yeah. So you had that. And frankly, just, you know, there's, so many parts of our industry are, you know, at a standstill, obviously, but, you know, yeah. house worship market was, has been strong for us because everybody's figuring out how to stream their services or right. they're using this downtime to do the bigger Upgrade. projects. That, yeah, to, yeah. To figure yeah. it out. Yeah. 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 So we're that's seeing a lot been, of that too. So, yeah, you know, they were taking a stem to YouTube, but now they want to get a console to mix it down for YouTube instead. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been, and I think, you know, one of the things that's, that's, you know, I'm grateful for in this, you know, look, you know, our industry does this all the time, but sure. watching, um, you know, good luck getting a pair of HS seven monitors, right? Everybody wanted to set up their home studios. Everybody wanted to learn how to play piano, play guitar, yeah. you know, yeah. all, so all of those kind of recreational improve their home uh, theater or surround system, all those yeah. things have been just, you know, gangbusters. I mean, it's, it's been awesome. It's just, yeah. Sure. Flying off the shelf. Yep. Yep. So that we see that a lot with the interface stuff too, and the stuff that we carry in the showroom, just yeah. flying out the door. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I sent my nephew over to pick uh, an AG mixer up because <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, I, I I can't get one. They're they're gone. So and uh, yeah, and Slappy uh, uh, had an AG06, I think it was. Sure. For him. Yeah, I think he uh, uh, he bought at the time the last like SM7 that was yeah, the, it was the SM7. Because so. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'd been close, we had got we had it, but we'd been closed for right for so long that it was just sitting on the shelf and. You called like I think the week we opened back up, or or yeah. shortly thereafter, and it was like literally one of the last ones in the Northeast at the time because Sure was still figuring out how to how to churn out microphones for yeah for yeah. With, so. with no parts, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just it's wild to to see <laughs> see that. Yeah, but it was it was, uh, but I think you know at the end of the day, right? Uh, you know, look, this is a a short term problem that's going to. Um, short term and you know it doesn't feel like it now but in right, the grand right, scheme right. of things right you know, exactly the world had to take 16 months off you know yeah uh, and it's going to come back in a with a vengeance so it's going to be crazy. Yeah, that's the thing that keeps me optimistic right it's like yep. not only is it going to come back with a vengeance it's it's people are going to be better you know at at creating these experiences and there's the yeah. appetite for it's going to be there well that's the yeah. that's a big one too when it, when everything starts to open back up, everybody's gonna be like, "Let's do something," and everybody's gonna want to do something at the same time. So, yeah, it'll be yeah. pull your hair out and go crazy. <laughs> it will be, so, yeah. Little, a lot little of sleepless for, nights coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little different for you though, right? Because you said you you manage Canada sales, so probably yeah. no travel, a lot more time at home. Right. Yeah. Well, in Canada, it's funny because Canada's. It's been interesting to kind of, and I'm sure John, you you know, you've seen this too, where you know, the, the, the reactions and the way that um, the two countries have, have handled this have been just so starkly different. And um, it's just interesting, you know, the Canada, I mean, really shut down and shut down for longer. I, there's a yeah. photo that came, was in the Buffalo news where it was the yeah. made of the mist and the hornblower on the same day, both boats filled to capacity based on local regulations and the yeah. made of the mist had 400 people on it. And the, uh, hornblower had six. Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> I know you know, we're yeah. recording this on the 9th of January. I know the, the schools in Canada just, or in Ontario, at least shut down for another two weeks, you know, Quebec's the, got a, like an eight or 9 PM curfew. Yeah, you cannot be the, out driving, uh, until February something. Yeah. yeah. Ontario province of Ontario is pretty much in lockdown shut except down. for, you know, essential, essential stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just wild. been, a, so that, that market's been, you know, obviously a, a challenge. Um, but now you've you know, got so all of Canada. Yeah. So up there we have a, uh, a distribution partner slash rep firm. Um, so Yamaha Canada exists, but they, the only thing they don't handle of Yamaha is commercial audio and Nexo okay. because just a lot of the technical expertise is, you know, kind of supported out of the States and stuff. So, um, so we handle that up there. So we have a rep, uh, or I mean, a distribute distribution partner who also acts as a rep firm. Okay. for us up there so there's you know people on the streets and the you know kind of the hockey markets right yeah. um and then i'm there to support them and you know kind of be that interface into the factory if they need it and, and that kind of stuff so um yeah it, it sounds like a i mean it is a big responsibility but it's sure. i have i have you know support um you know for the day-to-day -day stuff uh, yeah a lot of nothing in the middle of canada though so <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not selling consoles to the cows in the field so I actually, so our first PM5 was sold into a church in Kamloops, British Columbia. Nice. And I want you to get on Google Maps and look at where that is. I know where that is, but yeah, you know, but it's right. You know, it's like, and the dealer is in Kelowna. 
Sure. I mean, so it, you know, it wasn't, um, I don't know. There are some, there are some, I think some of the, the misconceptions on, you know, the Canadian market um, it's the 10th largest, you know, it, it fluctuates between, you know, eight, nine or 10, but you know, largest GDP in the world, you know, it's a huge, it's a huge, uh, huge company or company country, you know, from a, from a physical standpoint, but there's a lot going on up there. That's, uh, there's not much going on in Kamloops. I'm looking at it. No, <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> well, I say, I say it only because, you know, Ontario is Canada and, you know, I'm from right. Toronto. Everything so, flows yeah. out of there. Yeah. yeah. No one, no one cares about anywhere else. So no, <laughs> it's the Leafs. Cause and he's from Ontario. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Ontario. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one cares about Saskatoon. So no, I, you know what though? It is my dream to get the moose jaw at some point. That's a, that's a gorgeous place. So it is. Actually, lot, it's funny. A lot of places out West though, like uh, Vancouver Island and stuff like that, you know? So it's oh, gorgeous, I love Vancouver. gorgeous out there. So. Yep. Yeah. I remember driving back in the, my touring days. So I used to guitar tech for uh, a band from Boston called the Mighty Mighty Bostones. So they uh, oh, just uh, just the Mighty Mighty Bostones, huh? Well, I'm not, you know what, though, in 2021, not everybody knows who they are. So it's been a, it's, it's been <laughs> a while. Yeah, I guess. It's, been, it's, been a, it's been a while. So uh, they were big in the they, 90s. They were big in the 90s. And but, uh, just some of the greatest dudes you'll you'll ever meet. And, yeah, and for sure. Awesome. Um, and so I remember we were, we, uh, it was a warp tour 2002 and we were driving from Vancouver to Calgary, you know, it was kind of the Canadian stretch of the tour. Sure. And, uh, I remember driving, you know, you're driving over the Rocky mountains in a tour bus that is just like barely hanging on, you know, getting up there. And I remember yeah. looking out the window and it was just like this huge cliff into the most crystal clear river I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, this is where they film like Coors commercials. Yeah, you know, like just like this is a it was, it was stunning how beautiful it was you know sure. awesome yeah yeah no so you said you were uh back in the day you were a guitar tech yeah yeah so i worked at a, a, a guitar store in uh boston um so i moved from buffalo to boston after college i went to fredonia for audio radio production and then uh moved to boston and uh worked at a guitar store for uh, a couple of years and um you know, just a lot of the kind of up and coming bands at that time would come in. Uh, like I, I sold stuff to the Dropkick Murphys for years uh, before, you know, I mean, I, I'm a huge punk rock fan, so I knew the band and that's sure. kind of people new to go see John. Uh, and we, um, so just, you know, kind of became friends with a lot of those guys. Right. Sure. And uh, Lawrence um, uh, Katz, who is the guitar player for the Boston's, um, kind of just said, Hey, you know, dude, we're going on a warp tour this summer. You want to be my guitar tech? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not, right? you know, and I love the band. I was a big fan yeah. of the band for years. And so, uh, yeah, that was that. I mean, that was my interview, you know, nice. <laughs> well, I guess he trusted because you worked at a guitar store that you probably yeah. had at least some idea what was going on. He could tune yeah. the guitar anyways. So yeah. and I played in bands. I noticed. You, so. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I played in bands, you know, and, you know, you kind of earn that trust that you know what it's like to put on a rock show and, right. you know, actually, you know, I mean, it sounds stupid, but it's like, but to be pro, like, you know, a lot of people, I, I think, you know, the mythology of the rock and roll touring life, you know, isn't, it's not that, you know, you, if, if you're out there acting like a prima donna and getting hammered every night, you're not going to last on the road. Yeah. 
sure. bands will kick you out. You will, you know, you're not, you gotta, you know, I'm not saying you gotta be a, you know, have one sip of beer and that's it for the night, you know, but like you gotta, it's a job, right? Yeah. You're there to yeah. entertain people. You're there. Yeah, to you gotta walk. be up the next morning and, you know, yeah. doing it all over again before yeah. they even have to get out of bed. Right. Right. So. You got to do it. So, you know, the show must go on. Right. I mean, not the same yeah. cheesy, but, and, and just, you know, the kind of guys that those, they are, I'll never forget. They did, uh, we're in Minneapolis and, uh, you know, they had their main stage set and, uh, Minneapolis was just one of the towns that was always really good to the Boston's. And so they wanted to do kind of a special secret show on one of those small side stages just for their fans. And this is 2002. This was before, you know, social media or whatever. Yeah. They really just wanted to show up and hope people heard like, wait, are the Boston's playing? And run over there and do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so right as they were going on, huge torrential downpour. I mean, it just, it was, it was, a, and we're scrambling as the road crew to get, you know, everything covered and, and just, you know, making, making it work. Rain subsides. They play a you know half hour set and it goes well and we're like humping gear back to the bus um you know through mud i mean it was it's yeah, you know sure. disaster yeah so that was in like whatever july the next spring so we did the warp tour they take a couple months off and in the spring when colleges are starting to do their spring fling kind of shows that kind of stuff they um they asked me to uh, uh they were playing a show at northeastern university and um Ben, who's the dancer guy. So it's not just that his only job is not just to dance on stage, but he's their tour manager. And he comes up to me, and hands me an envelope full of cash. And I was like, what, you know, I was like, what's, what's this? And he's like, this is for uh, 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 Minneapolis. I was like, what? He's like, remember the rain? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, here, you guys, you know, you had to do extra stuff. That sucks. Yeah. Thanks. Oh. It was like seven months later, you know, and they still, but they remembered. And they, yeah, they didn't forget about you. Yeah. You know, and those kind of things just like stick with you. Right. Like, you know, that's cool. and that's honestly, that's why, you know, they've been a band that still tours, you know, they don't do it that much anymore, but they still, you know, are together, still make it work because they're, you know, they, they're built like that. You yeah. Know, to, yeah. But I mean, out, so. they, they need, they need the, they can't do it themselves. So, I mean, they got to take no. care of the people who take care of them. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you got to have some crazy stories, right? Any, anything that's, you know. <laughs> safe oh, for the geez. safe yeah, for the safe, podcast safe for the uh well that, that's that's one of them <laughs> reasonably uh, sure. safe anyways <laughs> yeah reasonably safe uh, this is a good story so in when i was so i also toured as a, as a musician uh, i played with a guy from new jersey named val emick and uh we were uh on tour with actually he's a yamaha artist and a guy named butch walker and butch isn't necessarily a household name but he's somebody who is you know writes the hits for the stars kind of thing oh, sure. like, uh, yeah tank you know yeah, yeah doesn't so, doesn't you know, do a lot of his own music but he writes a lot right yeah. and, and and he does you know when he does his own music he's got a very loyal following he's not going to yeah. ever sell out the enormo dome you know right. or whatever but he is he is you know he did a weezer records he did uh he produced the last green day record like he, he does a ton of stuff and just uh his his big hit was in the late 90s he played in a band called the marvelous three and that was their, you know, that's kind of how he got into it. So anyways, we're, we're, we're opening for Butch. Uh, we did two tours with him. It was us, uh, American Hi-Fi and Butch. And we're in Atlanta where Butch is from. And it's his hometown. We're playing at a club or it's a theater called the Variety Playhouse. It's Butch's, you know, CD release, hometown show, big deal. Everybody's sure. there, all the radio stations, blah, blah, blah. We're just the opening band. Sure. But it was awesome. He gave us his dressing room and all of his, uh, uh, you know, bottles of wine and everything. He's yeah, like, guys, help yourself. Yeah, 
my yeah. rider is your rider tonight. Uh, um, yeah, right. Whatever. So <clears throat> play the play play our set, and uh, in between American Hi-Fi and Butch, I uh, run up to the green. The green room was on a spiral staircase next to the stage, so you kind of you you weren't running up and down while people were playing. It would be rude, right? So I run up there real quick to go to the bathroom wash my hands and I'm in a hurry to get back downstairs. So I just rush and rush downstairs, maybe like four or five songs in the butch's set. I see a uh, commotion in monitor land. I'm watching a set from the crowd and I'm, and there's commotion in monitor land. And I'm like, what's going on? You know? So I kind of walk over and look and there is water pouring down the staircase. <laughs> I mean, a river. And I was like, holy cow. So I spring into action and I'm like, I, I'm like, I'll go check it out. I'm like putting on the cape, you know, the hero. And I run upstairs. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I get up, I'm like, what's going on? And I see the sink is left on. And all I can see is like myself in the mirror. Like <laughs> you were the last person up here. I turn off the sink. I run downstairs. I go, I, everything's set. It's fine. I turned it off. And then I left Gone. the venue. I left the Gone. venue. Gone. Gone. Yep, gone. See you later. <laughs> that I had to take. I, I'd never uh, told anyone the rest of the tour sorry. that that happened. Because it was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> almost, you know, killed the headliner. No big deal. Uh, oh, yeah. And I remember at the after party, they were like, you know, talk about the water. And I was like, oh, that was so weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, what, wonder what happened. What'd you do? <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Man, so, that's yeah, funny. That but yeah, it's 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 fun. You know, it's funny. I I miss it, but I don't. Right? You know, it's it's. Uh, How long did you tour for? Um, like, gosh, from like about playing. like on like real tours with you know printed tickets and everything from like 2002. Or I guess yeah, the end of 2002 until around 2007. With the bulk of it being like the really intense touring was definitely 2004 and 2005. That was like home. Yeah. Not very often, you, right, know. Right. you know, quit your job. That was all I did. Yeah. Uh, live out of a van uh, kind of stuff. And yeah, it was fun. Like I said, I, I'm glad I did it. You know, yeah. it was everything I, I wanted. And, and that's, I, you know, honestly, it's the perspective that I kind of bring to the audio side of stuff is like, I know what it's like to have, to have the, you know, you got to have the same experience every night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to, I think something that people don't really appreciate as much at least for me, it was, um, you know, people would always say, Oh, do you, you know, do you hate playing the same songs every night? And I'd be like, no, I love it. And yeah. it's the only thing of my day that stays the same day to day. Yeah. I'm in a different hotel, yeah. different city, different food, different fans, different everything that, you know, the fact that I can count on that debate and we would switch some songs here and there, you know, whatever, sure. but, but, you know, we had a pretty, yeah. that was my time for routine. Um, and so it helped a lot, you know, and th those are the kind of things, at least for me, that were super important, you know? Yeah. So you're obviously not touring anymore. What do you, what are your hobbies now? Oh, I still write and record, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it, that's what keeps me sane. Um, sure. I have a, a, a good buddy in, um, uh, here in Buffalo that I've played and written and recorded with for years. We actually used to still, we've got hours of music that we've like finished recording and done songs and we've never actually played them together in the same room. Cause we would, you know, send stuff over Dropbox. Gosh, we started doing that in probably 2008. Um, You're gonna have to have a zoom release party here. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> 
but uh, you know, I mean, keep them, you know, I've, you know, got two kids now and sure. they keep me busy and, you know, getting them into music and they're now hitting that age where they're showing me bands, which is fun, you know, sure. to try and uh, uh, keep it going. And I play beer league hockey too. I'm terrible, but <laughs> it's fun. Hey, it's still hockey. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets is. You out of the house. Well, where I live, we got an, there's, it's an outdoor rink. So they're not as constricted by COVID and stuff sure. because it's outdoors. And so there's no face offs. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, no one's checking and yeah. it's, you know, um, so it, 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 it keeps you a little spry. Nice. Yeah. That's but, all right. Yeah. So does that make you a chance to get out of the house while, while you can? So something to do. That's, so, right. And you, I mean, it's funny. I'm getting, I, I drive there with all my hockey gear on except my skates. <laughs> it's a home dresser. <laughs> home, home dresser I'm not Gary. going in the locker room, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's too funny. That's but yeah, funny. definitely a Sabres fan. Uh, nice. You know, that's uh, which hasn't been easy either. No, no, <laughs> no. I feel your pain. No, but it looks like pain. the Pagulas are up to something with the Bills here, right? You know, dude. All right. So can, I'm not jumping on this know, bandwagon. I, uh, no, I was going to say, I, I might have to tell you guys a deep, dark secret where, where we're blending my hobbies and uh, uh, Buffalo sports. But there is a, uh, so years ago, 97 Rock up here was doing a song contest uh, for the Sabres when um, it was the year we lost to the Bruins in the first round. And so it was okay. like 2010. <laughs> I'm in Massachusetts. My buddies are back here. And they had uh, a couple years prior to that, we had done this just stupid parody song called living on Briere instead of living on a prayer. Okay. And it was just all like stupid. And it was just acoustic guitar. And then like the guitar solo was a flute because my buddy's a band teacher. So, I mean, we like fully realized this is ridiculous, you know, it's stupid. So we never put our names on it or whatever. And, sure. and just, you know, but the radio stations out here played the, you know, ever loving crap out of it and people liked it. So it's, it's fun. Right. So sweet. 
forced to seventh game. But just like New Orleans, Buffalo was screwed by the hurricanes. So lame. Dread like a strong man in the offseason. Then Danny came back ready to get the job done. Buffalo's got this weird history of like having music be tied into sports, you know? Okay. And I mean, even, you know, what, what happens every time you go to a Sabres game and there's a warm up? what do you hear? Yeah. There's the Sabre dance. Yeah. yeah. But oh, the Sabre dance. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's, it's, it's intrinsically tied. Every time the Bills score, what do you hear? The shout song. I actually don't watch the Bills. Oh, come on. You got to get on the bandwagon now. So anyway, so. So we had, uh, we had uh, 97 rocks had this contest. We were like, write an original song and you win playoff tickets. And I was like, I can't go to the game. Cause like I had a newborn, literally a newborn sure, baby. Sure, sure. I was like, I don't care. We're winning those. Set it. We're going to win you it. Know? So we wrote a, an original song. And I remember I called the station like two days after I sent it just to make sure that they got it. Cause I never heard anything. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh. <laughs> he's like, that was you. And cause we wrote a song called Miller time. That was all about Ryan Miller. The Olympics sure. were that year in Vancouver. He won the MVP. Okay. So you can yeah, title. Yeah. It was just a playoff pump-up song. He's like, "Yeah, dude, dude, don't worry, you guys won." <laughs> like, okay. So we started uh, a fake band that only sings about Buffalo sports. Nice. And if you want to, if you want to, in your spare time, this year we thought it was we were sitting around the campfire, and we thought, wouldn't it be really stupid? if we wrote a song called the Josh Allen polka and my friend just goes, Josh Allen polka would be funny. And I was like, and I looked at him and I just go, he don't give a foca. <laughs> and, and that was it. We just, we were like, and ran it. there's Jim Brown's in this house. 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 Northern California where he grew up on a farm He's six foot five humongous with a rocket for an arm His bro will crush your sternum as easy as can be 
And so you asked who's this great man? He's our QB. The best player we ever had, says Grandma down in Boca. Swagger like Han Solo, and he's cute like Baby Yoda. Thrower, catch a touchdown pass, cause he don't give a foca. So tap your feet and clap along to the Josh Allen Boca. Jump right through a table that's still in the parking lot He'll hand it off to someone just so he can catch a bomb He makes his parents proud and boy we like his mom Have no doubt he'll air it out to Beasley Dicks or Smoka Faster than the Mustang that was built by Iacocca We love him even more than Robert Kraft loves a stroke of So grab a broad and spin around to the From the pocket just to make the defense freeze He never dips in ranch cause he's exclusively blue cheese He punched a murder hornet while still under quarantine He told that dumb reporter we're the only New York team He likes it here so much he now says pop instead of soda Whoever said it's cold there's never been to Minnesota The love for Josh is spreading even faster than Corona Buffalo come sing along to the Josh Allen Polka Buffalo come sing along to the We, yeah, we ran with it. And so, That's yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, if you want to look that up, it's, it's stupid, <laughs> but it keeps it fun. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's the thing. So, yeah, but see when you're doing it before there wasn't the YouTube wasn't, you know, the thing. So. It, YouTube had just like started. Yeah, but now, you know? now your stupidity oh, now. lives on forever. So yeah. that's right. That's right. Dude, there's, we did a song about the, uh, about Ryan Fitzpatrick called the Amish rifle that ESPN got a hold of. And the song's got like fifty thousand views. That's funny. <laughs> and it's just all it is is a, maybe you got to try like, monetizing some of this stuff. <laughs> I know, right? But all we're, we're going to link a, all this stuff below for you guys. So. All right, yes. Yeah. yes. It's, a, it's a three minute song about like making beard jokes. You know about because he had the big beard, right? And so yeah. Yeah. you know, it was it was just like there. Remember That's Sean funny. Sean Merriman was a, a a linebacker for the Bills at the time. He played for the Chargers and they got him. Yeah. And there's yeah. there's a line in it that was like. We named some players. It's like, you know, Burnett or what was it? Yeah, Barnett, Bird, Nelson, McGee, and Merriman would be a lot better if they were all hairy men. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So you you grew up in Buffalo, right? Yeah, I grew up in uh, Springville, New York. So, so did you go to a lot of the games when you were, when you were young? Not Is a ton. you've been so, doing for a long time? So when we were... So I grew up about a half hour, 40 minutes south of Buffalo, and uh, my dad worked for Roswell Park. And so he would get tickets through there uh, sometimes. And also my my grandfather would, he was uh, in the fire department in Buffalo. And so it was always, and I'm one of seven kids. So, you know, we didn't taking seven kids to the Savers game wasn't something yeah. my parents did yeah, yeah, you know, sure. very often. Yeah. So we, we always went, you know, in the, uh, as a charity case. And, uh, and I always sat in the oranges, you know, we were always up in the, in the nosebleeds, but, um, back know, when my was dad the, was going back, back to the odd. the odd. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was back in the odd days. Yeah. yeah. I, the only time I ever s- didn't sit in the oranges 
was when I saw Van Halen and Allison Chains at the odd and we got tickets in the red. That was my first time I had ever been in that the low. lower bowl <laughs> of the odd in my whole life. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I don't know. Good show. That was, it was, I'll never forget Lane Staley. So it was on the foreign lawful carnal knowledge tour and, uh, Allison chains dirt hadn't hit yet. They were still on facelift. Okay. And he, uh, Lane Staley just crouches or stands motionless the whole time for like the first, you know, three or four songs. Jerry Cantrell and Mike Starr are running around, uh, you know, flying their hair. I mean, they're putting on the show and Lane is probably high as hell and just motionless. Not moving. The only thing he said to the crowd the whole night was, you all got buffalo breath. (laughs) And then crouched down and sang the rest. You know, he would crouch on the floor. And he sang the rest of the set like that. And that was it. (laughs) That's funny. funny. It was crazy. That was that was an awesome show. It was a good time. Nice. So, yeah. do does your uh, does your work life ever cross into that? You get Yamaha involved in any of those it, arenas or or stadiums in Buffalo? Oh, uh, not or in even in the Buffalo. musician side of things. I mean, or, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah actually, it's funny. Uh, this was I got a call from a guy uh, who I know um, who knows I'm from Buffalo, and uh, uh, Robbie from the Goo Goo Dolls is a longtime Yamaha. Well, Goose from up there, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he called me. He's like. Because the, the Google Dolls were doing a Thanksgiving, you know, it was like the Macy's Day Parade thing, or it was a thing, the Christmas, oh, it was the Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller okay. TV thing. And his company was hired to do the production for this show, and they were supposed to get backline, and they're looking for a very specific model of Yamaha that's been discontinued that Robbie still plays. And so he's sure. like, how do I get that? You know, but it was funny. Right. To kind of, he's like, you're my Buffalo guy. You're my Yamaha guy. Uh, right, you know, Robbie owns a studio in town that my drummer, you know, plays at you know and robbie will call him up once in a while to, to come play something weird like a flute you know or whatever so and it was just kind of funny to have like many worlds colliding you know all at once sure um but yeah i mean we get into you know certainly a lot of the uh, arena stuff and the broadcast stuff um one of my favorite bands right now is a band from kingston ontario called uh, the glorious sons and they they're awesome awesome band can't say enough about them they did two nights in Buffalo last January and I rarely do this, but I was like, you know, went up to the front of house guy, uh, you know, pulled out my card. And I was like, yo, you guys ever need anything? You let me know. You let me know. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, Oh my gosh. We, so we got to talk and he's like, yeah, we actually, re- they recorded a live album on a PM 10, oh. uh, last year. Uh, and you know, he, he had, you'll love this. He mixed, they did a show <coughs> in, uh, in the uh, uh, Air Canada Center in Toronto, sure. that they like they I don't think they sold out the the upper bowl, but they sold out the lower bowl and the floor. I mean, we're you know huge show. Yeah, he sure. mixed he mixed they mixed that on two QL ones. Well, <laughs> he's like, you're not going to believe this, but we. He goes, I did I did that show on two QL ones, one at monitors, one at front of house. I was like, are you serious? He's like, yep. <laughs> he goes, so when it came time for their big homecoming show like you know whatever six months later in kingston and they did it at the, uh, the big outdoor stadium there yeah and uh you know he was like i didn't even think twice i, I rented a pm10 and, and <laughs> yeah. the biggest thing i can get yeah yeah but yeah the smallest console to the biggest console yeah. yeah but i mean not to be you know 
cheesy, but you know, he was like the thing I loved about. It. He goes, I, I spent a day and a half on that thing. I knew everything I needed to know because well, that's typically it, it follows, yeah. yeah, you know, follows that 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 interface kind of workflow. So, but yeah, so that that was kind of one of those moments where like my fan, you know, I, I fanboyed out a little bit. <laughs> I love your band. I want to meet the sound guy, <laughs> and I I have one of the few business cards you can pull out and be like, want to talk? So yeah, yeah but you great, be. great. You got to be pretty into it to start doing that stuff, especially if you yeah. really respect yourself. But and that's, you know. and that's yeah. <laughs> well, it's true. It's like I don't, I, I, you know, I stay away from it. I yeah, I'm, like, I'm the yeah, same yeah, way. Yeah. Like you go yeah. somewhere with like with a fiance or something, and she's like, "Hey, let's go." I'm like, "No, you go yeah. to whatever you want. I'll be over yeah. here. Yeah. I don't need to talk to these people. They don't need yep. me bothering them." Yep. yep. Do They're I know working. them? No. Do right. I want to know them? No. Mm, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Congratulations. We all we all do the same thing. All right, move yep. on. <laughs> yeah, that's funny but, yeah so it's been it's been cool to you know kind of i always say like the, the thing that i like about it is that i'm always intrinsically tied to my first love of music right you know and whether it's you know selling consoles or you know putting together you know background music systems at restaurants and sure. you know music such a huge you know part of what we do and why we do it and our you know it's 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 it is that universal language it is yeah. that thing that bonds you know over economic status you know upbringing race yeah. religion everything right Doesn't and matter, so yeah. yeah you know i i i i look at um you know that being a, a way to you know when i i feel successful in my life because i've kept that as something that i get to do every day you know and that's what's fun that's nice. cool nice the more you know with john mcgarry that's right. That's why we're doing this. So people get to know you. Yeah. Things you didn't know. He writes music about Buffalo sports. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The one takeaway from today. Made it to ESPN. Nice. I'll never nice. forget getting that email. What? Okay. <laughs> Just me and my dumb friends making jokes about Ryan Fitzpatrick's beard, but <laughs> knock yourself uh, out. I remember years ago, um, back when you know, every oh the Sabers were the year after they were good or something. Not um, good. Okay. And then, and then that they, year, they went to that went to the, went to the, the next Stanley year Cup they came out. Dallas. I read at the trade deadline. <laughs> there was this uh, song that someone made about a fire sale. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got funny. goalies. You want yeah. goalies? We got goalies. Everything's got for sale. Yeah. Everything's for sale. Yeah, Come and get them. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, they're trying to sell. That's good. They were selling the ownership. They were selling everything. That was oh. funny. Yeah, everything must go. I wonder sale. if they are. I mean, I, I, I wonder what the, and I'm sure COVID had a big effect on it, the timeline. But you know, you know, when you get to travel a lot, you get to see. You know, one of my things I always love driving past. You know, the stadiums and insert city X, right? Sure. And like, you know, I wonder if they're when you watch like Riverworks and some of those things down near the arena that have popped up that are clearly like bigger entertainment focused facilities. Yeah. You know, I wonder if long range, the plan is to, you know, tear down that skyway and um, you know, like much like Philadelphia where you've got, you know, the base baseball, basketball, hockey, and football are all in the same yeah, complex. So right, right there. there. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So, you know, I wonder if, uh, you know, that's kind of the plan yeah yeah it wouldn't surprise and it honestly it would make sense you know I, I get it i mean as much as i love you know the stadium out in orchard park um well they've been talking about rebuilding that place anyways or rebuilding a new stadium or whatever so yeah you know now they got harbor center for the savers you know do they build something down in that area and right kind of I mean, bring it all together 
an anchor, a destination, yeah. you know, yeah. and, then, and then you're pulling from people from Toronto that want to spend the weekend, you know, in Buffalo and you go down to the breweries and you go down to Shays or whatever. And, you know, I mean, yeah. there, it becomes a more of a destination than it is. Actually, it's funny. The Boston's were playing. This is before I moved back to Western New York. So it was like 2015, maybe. And the Boston's, I happened to be home visiting uh, family on summer vacation and they were playing at Canal Side, uh, uh, the summer series down there. And Lawrence and I are talking, he's like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I always forget, you know, you're, you're, you're from here. And he goes, why did you, you know, why did you leave? And I, was, and I pointed all the Harbor center, all the whole, you know, the courtyard, that's not yeah. all the stuff down there. I'm like, see all this, this was all bombed out parking lots. Yeah. There was well, nothing down there for years. Down there. Yeah. 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 Before they built all that, you were like going to the Sabres game. I don't want yeah, to I remember that part of town. Going down there as a like, kid to the Sabres games when it was like Marine Midland and like, yeah. you know, going to the odd and, you know, down in that area. And it was just like was parking nothing. lot after parking lot and yeah. like highways and like, yeah, parked was, under the highway. Yeah. Like, kind of, just, yeah that's all I remember ab yeah. about being down there was nothing, not even trees, just desolate no. wasteland. Yeah. So, and now it's like, man, you got, yeah. you got a lot of, you know, you got a lot of cool stuff happening yeah. down there. And so all that's that right. I, stuff, I hope, you know, that the vision stays and they kind of keep that anchor, you know, and, and, and try to build on it. Cause it yeah, I think cool. they will. Yeah. No. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Well, well nice. what, what's, what's been, what's been new for you guys. That's gotten you. I mean, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. We can't really try out new gear or, you know, it's, it's just difficult, but has, has anything been kind of in, in the past six months or whatever, you know, something that you've been like, holy cow, this is, this is cool stuff. You know, what, anything that you've seen come out? Well, it would, uh, it, it would definitely be in my best interest to uh, show these things. Ah, it's, yes. Because these things are freaking cool. Yeah. Not that it affects you, but. No. The sure guys were rather nice to us and uh, have taken care of us, so. That's um, awesome. It's uh, yeah. So when uh, Yamaha wants to step products. up to the plate with you, know, I was like, just gonna <laughs> say, I'm reading between the lines, you know, boys. So All right. Whatever that uh, you know, like a PM10. You know, we'd be happily, <laughs> happily would uh, you know thank Yamaha on a regular basis. You know, a PM10 for, for the podcast. I was going to say, I think we need some uh, Rupert Neve silk uh, uh, on that uh, show. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Right. Some silk and yeah. No, it's uh, actually it's you guys. Been, did you? Oh, go on. It's it's been it's been weird. It's been tough, you know. Yeah, there's not been a well, lot going on. Not been a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Not been a lot. Been able to to get people who want stuff. You know, yeah. everything's been right. back ordered or shortages. Not a lot of new product or... flowing through the door. You know, not a lot yeah. of a lot of stuff that's easily accessible. So newest, latest, greatest really isn't a thing right now. It's kind of like, all right, we need a package for this install, so it just comes and goes. And yeah, and a lot of yeah. people have been uh, kind of holding back on their new product releases yep just because they don't want it to get lost and no it'll get lost yeah. in the in the in the in the you know it's the same funny. thing with it'll you guys lost. like you know holding on to the pm series you know a few extra yeah. months before you release it yep you know oh, i think it's funny it's you know typically you're worried about it getting lost in the chaos of our day-to-day -day lives but now you're like worried that it gets lost in the dead in the nothing yeah, yeah exactly yeah. well yeah you know you got parents that are 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 busy teaching fractions to their kids you know they don't they yeah. don't got time to you know read about the stuff that's coming out if they're not going to be yeah. able to use it or buy it or or anything like that so yeah, yeah. i think the good you know my father-in-law actually got you know vaccinated this morning and like i think everybody does see that light at the end of the tunnel yeah it's definitely coming 
But yeah, you know, at least now there's a, a an end a of the plan. tunnel. There's a plan. <laughs> Yeah. Before it was just this never-ending tunnel that just was keep going. But, you know, <laughs> just, now yeah. there's a little little pinpoint down there at the end yeah. somewhere. But yeah. you know. and I think I think the 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 ramp back to normal or what we knew as normal is is probably slower than we think it's going to be, but it's still going to happen pretty you know pretty quickly. Well, I think as we get closer to the end, it's going to ramp up faster. Yeah, so. that's it's it's going to be that slow and then. Whoop, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember thinking, you know, reading up on the Spanish uh, flu pandemic, and then going, "Oh, that's why the Roaring Twenties, everyone was just partying because they had yeah, spent two years from, doing what we're doing." From nineteen eighteen yeah. to nineteen twenty-one, it was just <laughs> yeah. like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then they're like, "Woo!" Yeah. You know, like, "Oh, the Roaring Twenties exactly. makes more sense now." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Although they didn't have to wear masks everywhere they went, but yeah. no. <laughs> No, but that, but I mean, that was like two, three years. So, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're only just, just hitting a year here. So, yeah. Which is pretty incredible, right? You watch, I mean, I, I've, so, you know, kind of circling back to, you know, I got my start working in the, in the, in a biotech industry and watching, you know, watching this process happen, you know, in other, obviously, you know, treatments and stuff like that. But it's pretty wild to, as the AV guy, I would just sit in the, back of the room and once in a while i'd pay attention and figure out what they were talking about and, right right you know just because what else am i going to do right yeah and it was you know watching the process and the you know the money in r d and the you know for every drug that works there were 20 that failed and you know people who had spent you know huge chunks of their time on an idea that didn't work out. And it's like, you watch like, you know, I, I was in meetings where you just watched, you know, eight years of clinical research, just not work. Yeah. yeah. And these people are, you know, and, and you know what, I give them credit. They got up the next day and tried to solve something else, you know, sure. like it was, keep, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, you know, watching these, um, you know, you know, everyone, you know, we'll say, oh, it, you know, it took a year to get the vaccine or they're, it, you know, they're scared about how fast it's happened. And what, you know, my thing is like, no, uh, they've been working on this for Yeah, they just maybe didn't have a use for it yet. Right. You know, they didn't exactly. know what it worked on, you know, and that's yeah. what I've been telling people too. It's like, this isn't something they just created. This no, is... they didn't sit down on March 18th and with a pen and paper and be like, hmm, how are we going to do this? All right. So if we mix A and B and yeah. C together not how it works yeah you know and so you know to, to watch um I, I think you know another reason for optimism is you know it's funny there was uh, the the main drug that genzyme made was this product called serozyme so enzyme replacement therapy is what they did and they're the rare disease where your body didn't make the certain enzymes so they you, know, you would go on these treatments infusions once a month and, supplements or whatever yeah, yeah yeah and and if you didn't take this you died by the time you were probably 20 uh, and if you did take this, you lived a normal life like you and I. So <clears throat> they would, um, you know, the, the, the oh, the whole reason that the, this enzyme replacement came to be, they were studying something else. Yeah. Like it wasn't anything. And this is crazy, but it was a specific breed of hamsters, placenta. There was something in the placenta of this very specific hamster breed of hamster Weird. that some guy went wait this could work over here and a drug was made and yeah. literally you know you know tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of lives were forever changed since the wow. early 80s and 
for the first time in our world, like the medical community all started working on the same thing at the same time. And I yeah. think what you're going to see is not only obviously, you know, treating this, this virus, but also you're just going to see those light bulbs go off and people that weren't talking to each other in different disciplines are going, Hey, wait, what if we do this? Yeah. You know? sure, yeah. and I think that's, that's going to be cool to see. It'll, it'll, you're talking 10, 15 years down the road, right? Yeah. Well, we're taking a huge leap here now. It's a huge leap in science. So, yeah. So I, I think that's, that's reason for, uh, you know, a lot of optimism, right? It's like, you know, from, from crisis, you know, always comes, comes good change. And that's, that's going to be one of them, I think, but it'll sure, take, sure. you know, it takes time. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. No, but we'll let you, uh, I think we've taken up enough of your time here. Let's get back to your, uh, let, your time let, is always uh, let you get back to your pre gaming here for the big loss. I know. The day, yeah, so. yeah. I will say it is it is coffee in here. Only yeah, coffee. You guys are playing a Colts, right? Yeah. yeah the Colts. I think they handle them today. Colts. I think oh, they do. Yeah, probably. I, I wouldn't get that lucky. That was yeah. if I had to pick a team to play. You know, that's the one I wanted because I mean, I yeah, you know, most. you know, I, I mean, I. I the the NFL does great things, you know, with the with charity and stuff. And yep. It's just it. Uh, years ago, a friend of mine told me a story, and and then I looked it up the other day too, and it just reminded me of it. You know, the they um for all those championships, they always print both championship yeah. shirts yeah. for both teams. For both yeah. teams, you know, that's that's why as soon as the whistle blows, you know, boxes of shirts come out and. You know, everyone can get their merchandise or whatever. The rest of them are going in a truck. Yeah, yep. you know, and, and and the NFL partners with with these charities and and they they donate these shirts to uh, places of need. You know, like, yeah, uh, earthquake victims or or people that don't don't have the don't usually, have clothing usually overseas somewhere. Yeah, overseas somewhere. So yeah, who, who so somewhere, won't know that the Bills didn't win the Super Bowl fifty up in the times? 90s, now thinks the the Bills were the greatest team there ever was. <laughs> four, four championships in a row. Have you ever heard the glory of the Buffalo Bills? The yeah, best man. team that was ever. They're telling stories over there. That's... They're passing, <laughs> passing this information down to their kids. The legend. Yeah, the yeah. legendary Buffalo oh, Bills. Jim Kelly could do no wrong. He was yeah. the perfect quarterback that ever played. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Thurman Thomas and Jim oh. Kelly. Yeah. Man, these oh. were the great Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so basically what you're trying to tell me is that the Buffalo Bills might be the origin story for the concept of fake news. <laughs> <laughs> the onion. Yeah. Uh, the first <laughs> oh my gosh you know and, and these kids are these kids are grown up now and they're like what happened to the bills yeah, well, well don't disappoint buffalo this is your chance to redeem yourselves <laughs> well, your, i was a one final one final yamaha story there's this guy uh who works in our it department and when i first started he uh i had something that i needed to help with on my on my mac and so you know you open a ticket they call you back and I'm talking to this guy and he's like, oh, he's like, okay, can you, yeah, you just want to bring your computer over to me, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. And I was like, oh, I, I work in the field. I'm not in headquarters. And he's like, oh, he's like, where do you live? I'm like, Buffalo. He goes, really? I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm a huge Bills fan. And he's from Southern California. He grew up. Is Carlos. He, I don't even know Carlos's last name, to be perfectly honest with you, but he's in my phone. I text him during the games all the time because <laughs> he goes, he goes, yeah, he goes, I was a kid, LA, you know, had lost the Rams and the Raiders. Yeah. There was no football team. The bills were good. And he goes, their colors are red, white, and blue like America. So I just, I, I liked that. 
Yeah. And he's been a fan ever since. I've never met the guy. He's the IT guy. And we just, we sit there and text each other during That's the games funny. all the That's time. Funny. But yeah, so. Jeez. Bill's Mafia does. Uh, Nothing like sports to bring the people together. So That's It is, man. It is. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank nice you job. again for your time right. today. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it.